Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Anton Thompson from Milestone Strength, New York City. What's going on, Anton? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks a lot. Glad for you. I appreciate you having me on the show, and uh, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you as well. I appreciate you, um, you know, giving some of that time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, sure. Yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? Um, what is it that made you want to start with owning your own fitness facility? Well, it started, let me see, uh, went to, to Eastern Washington University on a football scholarship. Okay. And I had played sports most of my life. And at the end of my football career, which was 1987, I relocated from Seattle, Washington to New York City. And I thought to myself, okay, what am I going to do? So I got a job at a personal training facility, uh, Soho Training Center. Her name was Lydia Hawk. And I think this was, I mean, personal training is pretty much in its, infant, in, in its infancy. So this is at the start of the whole thing. So 1992, 1993. Anyway, I started as a personal trainer. Then I branched out. I got a few jobs at other facilities. And then I just branched out and started training clients on my own. And from there, just led one thing led to another. Awesome, awesome. Now, I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Milestone Strength uh, New York City and the services that you guys offer. Sure. Uh, Milestone Strength, we're a niche business. So what we do is we cater to those 50 and above to help them combat the negative effects of aging. So you figure in a fitness industry that's generally geared towards 20-somethings and those in their 30s, the 50-year-old has a tendency to be left behind. Like there, we're not a group that's usually taken care of or specialized in. So what I've done is I've created a workout geared towards the aging adult. So this is a simplified workout. It's 35, it's 30 minutes. Uh, we take care of basic strength training. We take care of mobility, some functional strength, some cardiovascular. And in the course of about 30 years, I've had a lot of experience, a lot of trial and error in honing this program and getting to so that it maximizes your return on investment, that investment being your time. So, you know, try to make it convenient, uh, just try to make it easy for you to come in and take care of some of the issues that you may, that may be affecting you, uh, arthritis, osteoporosis, weight gain, you know, loss of muscle, just things that happen to you after the age of 50. Yeah. Okay, great. So you're offering mostly per- private training. Um, do you guys dabble at all in the, the semi-private route? No, we're strictly one-on-one. Strictly one-on-one. Strictly one-on-one, yeah. It's okay. just one-on-one training only. You can't use the gym on your own. Right, right, cool. And, and how many current members are you serving right now? I would say about 600. About 600, yeah, 600 yeah, clients. Very, yeah, 600 clients, yeah. Awesome. So you're sitting at about 600 clients. Um, I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at, or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Well, there are only there are four co-owners and there's there's just we can only handle so much so i'd like to extend it a little bit more you know have a few clients in the pipeline but as of now you know we're pretty booked we're pretty happy with dealing with what we're dealing with we really don't do a, a tremendous amount of marketing most of what we do comes from word of mouth so okay 600 maybe pick up another 100 i, I don't know 
Yeah, word of mouth is super important. Um, I always tell people to to build that that stable baseline of membership, you know. Um, and, and it always shows proof of product, proof of value of service that your members are willing to invite friends, family, uh, to you know, to come to their gym. Um, right. but the one thing that I would say that is bad about word of mouth is that you know, it is hard to make like a game plan for growth based off that, right? Because yes, you know, let's say last month you were able to get five five new clients in um, based off word of mouth. You can't really guarantee for that the next two to three months, the same rate of growth will continue. Um, this is true. Right. Um, have you guys dabbled in anything like like paid advertising? I know you said you haven't done much marketing, but have you ever oh, in the past? Oh, yeah. We've, we've definitely done some social media. You know, we've done some Facebook ads and have been pretty successful with it because what we do is, is a niche business. So we really don't have a lot of competition out there. So it makes it a lot easier for us to attract the clients that we need. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times client don't, clients don't realize that they even need us until they see the ad or they see the advertisement and what we do. And then, you know, kind of a, a light bulb goes off. And Yeah. And like so, you said, niche, uh, you know, a niche business, it, it makes it very easy to market as well and to get people in and run ads. Um, did you guys run that in-house or did you hire like a, like a team to do that for you? Well, initially we hired a team to do it, to do it for us. But when they came in, they didn't, they couldn't actually grasp what we did. Uh, a good friend of mine calls it pushing the button and pushing the button is when they come in, they listen to what you have to say, and then they hit a button and you get to print out that everyone else that they serve gets. So right, right, right. that kind of burned out. So we, so we decided to, you know, we kind of assembled our own team. We had a few freelancers come in, some people to take care of uh, uh, the, the, the internal aspects of it. Some people do the social marketing and, you know, we kind of created our own ads and it seemed to have worked. So it, it ended up being a, a real problem. Yeah. And how that worked, worked. for you, were you, were you guys able to, um, track the results, like your cost per lead or the amount of leads that you got, got on a week to week basis? Uh, no, we hired someone to do that. And I really don't pay a lot of attention to the metrics of it. You know, yeah. I'm just interested if clients are coming to the door and it was relatively inexpensive because again, we were a niche business. We knew what our message was and being in New York city, you're, you're in an area that's pretty saturated. So, you know, getting referrals and getting people to come in really hasn't been that much of a problem. Right. Right. And, and, and I know that, you know, you do want to see at least some rate of growth at some point and maybe increase your clients a little bit. Um, what, what do you think? What's like how how many clients could you hypothetically handle? Because it's a little different when you're doing, you know, 30 minute sessions. Right. You could. Right. You could double. Well, essentially, I the mean, amount of. Well, there's also a burnout. There's also a burnout rate that comes with training clients. I mean, you can only handle so much. Right, right. right. Uh, when, I, when I max, I can probably do about 70 to 75 appointments a week. But after that, you know, you feel so bad and you start to, you know, you slow down. You're not, you're not as mentally sharp. So there, there is a ceiling to what you want to do. So I would say we're all within, maybe we could increase another 10 to 20% total for the facility as a whole. Okay. And, and um, you know, what's, what's your sales process look like for when you do get a lead? Let's say it is, you know, either a referral or someone off Facebook, they come into your facility, um, they're interested in what you have going on. What's your guys' mm -hmm. process to turning them into a paid member? Well, the first thing we want to do is we want to do a consultation. So we do the initial intake and consultation over the phone. That way we figure out what their goals are. We tell them what we do. We find out that we're in alignment. And the next thing we want to do immediately is to get them to come into the gym to sit down 
do a physical intake and then take them through a, 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 a free consultation. Mm-hmm. And generally after the free consultation, I would say we close on about 90 to 95% of our leads, our leads. Yeah. Do you track those numbers? Just curious. Uh, like yes your close percentage. No. Can, I, can, can I give you a definitive number? No, I can't. You know, we're not, we're not that type of commercial facility where we yeah, have yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars to put into marketing. So we're not tracking every dollar that goes out, but I can definitely say it's well worth it. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, there, there's always like a bad stigma with, with tracking numbers, but, but I always say, um, you know, at the end of the day, it just tells you what you need to improve on or what you could press harder on, you know, like, let's say if you track where your members come from and you see like, Hey, we're getting a lot of people from, from Yelp here or from, you know, our Google SEO, it just tells you like, Hey, let's double down on this area right here, um, to get more members in. Cause that's, what's working. Um, right. Right. But cool, cool. A question, or, you know, first, actually, do you guys have like a sales team? Is that something that that the trainers participate in? Do you have a front desk person? No, we're the four co-owners. We handle everything from the finances to the marketing to the intake. We do have a virtual phone service that answers the phone for us. You know, okay. we have people who take care of just the general everyday ins and outs of the gyms. But as far as the marketing and the writing and everything that we do, we do it ourselves. And do you want to get to a point where maybe you, you do hire a team to help you with some stuff or, or is that I would something def- that's I would like definitely good, like that. Go ahead. Or do you think like your the setup that you guys have is good now, you know, with the, the four owners, all of you guys taking some type of different responsibility, or would you rather have someone, um, you know, to maybe do things like answer the phones or sit at the front desk and make the sales and give the tours, um, well, I, th- I think the way we're set up, we're a small facility. We're only 2,000 square feet. Yeah. And yeah. We, we did that by design. But uh, in terms of hiring, we would definitely like to bring some people on. But again, there's a certain amount of creative control that we like to have in our message. Because again, we all follow the same for- format, which is high intensity. And we have a certain style and way that we do things. And it's pretty hard to duplicate it when you're dealing with someone who hasn't been involved in doing what we're doing for as long as we've been doing it. Right. You know, we all have... 20 plus years in the business. So I guess moving forward, we could probably branch out and do things a little bit differently. But for now, we're, we're pretty comfortable, confident, and you know, we're all succeeding. So and, and a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on, you know, the past years that you've been a gym owner. Sure. Um, but what was something that was more difficult than you thought when it came to being a business owner? Uh startup costs, uh, the 24 hour long work days, always being on call, Yeah, you know, always going to bed thinking about, all right, clients, everything that you have to deal with, just everything that was involved in a day to day and taking it home with you. It's not as though you go home and you can turn it off. Like if you work a typical nine to five, you know, you work from nine to five, then you go home. You don't worry about right. it until you go back to work the next day. Whereas, you know, when you're a business owner, you have, you have to take everything in stride and really deal with it all the time. So, so the ongoing pressure was probably one of the biggest issues that I had. And, and do, you, do you think it's um, in your interest to kind of at least set things up? Cause burnout, like you said, burnout does exist, especially when mm-hmm. you're training so many people day to day, you know, and, and maybe even more so when it's 30 minute sessions and you're seeing even more double the amount of people than a regular right. trainer. Um, but is it in your interest or goals at all to maybe, 
you know, set things up to where you're not training as much and focusing more on the business side of things, or is training daily, you know, something that you want to plant no, flag that, in? That, that's definitely going forward, we have to set it up because again, like I said, we're most of the guys that I work with, we're capped, yeah. you know, at what we can do individually. So we'd probably like to bring some other trainers on, delegate to them a little bit more, take a few more days off, maybe even pass on some of my own clients to, you know, a younger trainer, someone yeah. who's a little bit more fresh. Definitely, definitely. And, and what do you think has to happen for you to get to that point? Because you do have 12 trainers right now, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. So what do you think has to get to that point so that you could, you know, free up your time at least or, you know, focus more on the business side of things? Because I talked to so many gym owners and I think it's a, you know, a common theme that a lot of them sometimes get trapped in this day-to-day. -day yeah, you get, yeah so much. you get stuck in it. Exactly. You're right. right and, and, and then they get scared like, you know, I kept my, my trainers only come for me and, you know, they're right. going to leave if, if, or not trainers, clients, um, you, you know, it's a, it's a pattern where you kind of get stuck being it maybe more so of an employee to your business. Right. And I think everyone correct, wants to get correct. to that point of freedom. Um, right. so what do you think has to happen for you to, to get there? Well, I think it's really a major mental adjustment and combined with a proper business plan. Like we really have to have someone to sit down who's done this before and can walk us step by step through what we need to do in order to make this happen and to make to, you know to make that change because it is it's it's a leap but it isn't that much of a leap i think a lot of it boils down to just being more organized and all having the same vision you know like having someone who comes in and knows what they're doing and can you know guide us through the step-by-step -step process in order to you know take it to the next level yeah definitely and, and having you know, at least even by talking to you, you're in a lot better position than so many gyms. So I think it's just kind of pivoting maybe a couple things, changing exactly. maybe your business model a little bit. Right. And, right. Um, you know, it'll be pretty easy to, to at least take the reins off. Um, right. an, another common theme that I see with, with gym owners is trouble hiring and getting more trainers. So the fact that you have trainers, it at least positions you in a good way to be able to, um, you know, work on other things or, or be able to well, free up your time. Not necessarily because a lot of those trade trainers are freelancers and they have their own clientele and their own okay. businesses. So although they pay us a fee, it's not as though, you know, I get a referral or I get someone through paid ads and they come in and I can turn them over to another trainer. So what we'd have to actually do is we'd have to actually start with trainers from ground zero and then build them up, which we're in, we're in the process of doing. But the, the 12 trainers are really only probably six of us. And the remaining six are just freelance and they come in every once in a while to use the facility. Right, right. And, and if you could, you know, let's say wave a magic wand here, a magic business wand and have your business be um, in the exact position that you want it, the perfect business, let's say, what would that really look like to you? The perfect business to me would be online. Where I could sit down at my computer and I could sell programs and do consultations and train my clients from a keyboard and a screen. That would be the ideal that way I could be located anywhere I wanted to It'd give me, you know, the greatest freedom. I mean, freedom, you know, your time and your freedom are, are the best profit, you know, yeah. all the money in the world can't replace that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I know what I'd want to do. Have you been pushing more into that virtual training aspect? You told me you have a little bit, what's that look like to your members when they join a virtual program? Well, the thing about the virtual thing is everyone was forced into it at the same time. Right. So what it boiled down to was it was serving our clients' needs versus us getting paid 
for our knowledge. So the two met and it forced, you know, it forced us all to adapt at the same time. And by doing this, it actually made it, it was a crash course, but I think it went a lot smoother than it would have to have just tried it without the pandemic to have just said, all right, I'm, I'm converting to virtual because I don't think the clients would have been as compliant, but since they had a need, since we both had a need to fill, I think it smoothed it out and it made it work a lot smoother. And that crash course actually allowed me to, you know, get a hands-on, get the kinks out of it, get over the nerves and, you know, just deal with making a huge jump because you're going from in-house one-on-one personal to dealing with someone on a, on a screener to completely different ball games. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it gave me some expertise and now I have a background in it and I feel comfortable doing it. So now I feel as though anyone who I deal with virtually, I, I can handle it. Like, Right, right. And, and not only that, you have to figure out how to, you know, provide value through virtual training, right? Because, right. Um, you know, there's some people who who do the virtual training, but they kind of have like a broken system with it or, right. um, you know, think that they could pre-record, you know, a couple workouts and start <laughs> selling it um, to their members. Like, hey, hit back and legs. Here's a video. I don't know. But, but um, awesome. Awesome. So I did want to touch at least on, you know, the different type of services that you guys offer because you do sure. mostly private training, but you're mm-hmm. also doing a little bit of virtual training. Um, have you dabbled into any nutrition or supplements at your facility? Uh, I personally hand off my nutrition to we actually have a, a nutritionist in-house and she's in the gym two or three days a week. And she also does a lot of virtual sessions. So in regards to the virtual, to the uh, nutritional aspect of it, I actually hand it off to someone else. And we also have someone who specializes in supplements. You know, he does a lot of designs for health. He's, uh, I forgot what, nutraceuticals, I think it is. So again, if I have a client who needs some, some advice and expertise in that area, I guide them more towards him. Yeah. You know, I, be- I believe, I don't believe in being the jack of all trades. I try to be the expert in what it is that I do. And I believe that everyone else should do the same thing. So if I have someone who's available, who's an expert in the field, I'd rather hand my client off to that individual as opposed to trying to ham it up to just make a buck at the end of the day, you know, that right, way the right. client get that, that way the client gets the best service and in and everything that they do involved with you. And it just makes you become the gold standard and whatever it is that you decide to tell them, you know, any, yeah. any expertise or any question they have, you have I the correct agree. answer. And not only that, um, you know, so many of your members are going to be paying for these services outside of your facility. So if you're right. able to offer it inside things like nutrition, accountability, even supplements, um, it, it not only makes them more valuable to you in the form of being able to right. make more money, but it makes you more valuable to them. And so many gyms now are becoming more one-stop shops from COVID, um, right. trying to have everything in-house. Um you know, so so that's something that I think is a huge benefit to to gyms mm-hmm. as they continue growing. Um, right. But sweet, so so we know what you want for your business now. We know, you know, obviously you care about your members. Um, you guys are in a fifty plus niche, and you know, really focus on helping people with aging, functional movements, functional working out. Um, but what is it that you want from your business? What's that big picture for you? That why? Uh, the big the big picture would probably be to work less. You know, to to do more on the business end of it, more, uh, more handing out more advice. You know, uh, my expertise. Um, yeah, just sitting back behind the scenes a little bit more. Yeah, suppose up front. Yeah, right. I mean, that's you know every business owner's goal. Us, 
essentially to get to some point of level of freedom, um, you know, be able to take a week off and not have to worry that, you know, your clients are going to get pissed or, um, you know, that the, the business is going to fall apart without you there. Um, but awesome. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do okay. sign out of here, Anton, uh, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look for me, Anton Thompson on Facebook, uh, Milestone Strength NYC on Facebook as well. And also Anton Thompson Exercise Some Prevention. Between those three, you should be able to locate me and my services. Yes, you guys, make sure you check them out. Anton Thompson from Milestone Strength, New York City. I appreciate you once again. I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. Um, And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Blaine from Breeding Ground Fitness out in Hawthorne, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Blaine. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Blessed. I'm grateful. Thank you for having me. I, it's still surreal that people want to interview me. I'm not going to lie. I, I still <laughs> can't. It's weird. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you here and it always gets me really excited to have the chance to talk to people in this industry, gym owners in this industry. So really before we dive into the business and learn about that, Blaine, tell me a little bit about what it was that got you started in the industry of being a gym owner. Why did you decide to open up this gym? So it's a long story. You got time? (laughs) We'll share a brief version of that. I'll give you a brief. I'll give you a brief. So, um, when I, before the gym stuff, you know, I was, I've been working out for over 15 years, 15 years plus, but, you know, I didn't take it too serious. I thought I was taking it serious, but my dieting and my lifestyle was all over the place, hanging out late at night, drinking and all that. So it was, I was doing the, the gym and the, and the, the wrong lifestyle, thinking it was going to balance out. So, uh, you know, I didn't take it too, too, too serious, but within the past five, six years, you know, I got on my my real diet and all that. I took it this to the next level, 100%. But that's not what got me started, like with the business-wise. So business, I actually been working at a orthopedic company for 13 years. And that company, they started doing, a, I was a manager there. They started doing um, a call savings project. So one day we go to work, and we see the CEOs in there all the way from Kalamazoo, Michigan, that they're never here. So we were like, what's going on? And they just start letting people go all the way down the ladder. Letting people go 
and hiring them in the same session, but you know, at a lower level, cost savings. So basically they did that with me. I went from a manager and they offered me a starting position as if I was a brand new employee. Again, I was gonna lose all my status again. So I was like, you know what? That I felt, I took that as a slap in the face. It was disrespectful to me. You know, I know my worth. I've been doing this for you guys forever. They told me it wasn't my performance. So boom, you could take the job or you could take the severance pay. I said, you know what? Give me the severance pay. Following week, COVID hit, everything shut down. So now I'm home collecting, getting stimulus checks, living the life. But I've been working since I was 16. I, I, I'm not used to working. So within the first... So I'm wasting my life right now. I'm like, well, I, I got to figure something out. So I'm in the middle of this, I'm, I'm have my pregnant fiance at home at the time. I yell from across the room, babe, she comes running. I'm telling her, unplug this, unplug this PlayStation, put it in the bag. Like put it in the bag right now. I got to figure my life out. I'm wasting time right now. At this point, I don't want to work for anyone else. I'm at the point in my life, I'm tired of working for people. I want to get my own thing going and I don't know what I want to do. It's been under my nose the whole time. I know what I love doing, but when you're in the process of thinking of what you love doing, it's hard to come up with it. So it's been a couple of days, a couple of days pass, and I'm just like, hey, what, what do I love doing? I go to the gym and somebody comes up to me. Oh, can I, can I work out with you? I'm like, all right. You know, they always been doing it because I'm the type of person when I'm in the gym, I'm doing my workouts. I could be benching. And I'm like, ah, oh, this benching is boring. Let me see how I can remix this bench. So I started, you know, inventing little workouts and stuff like that. People see it and they want to work out with me. So I'm like, you know what? Excuse me. You know what? Let me see if I can look into this personal training thing. Because for the most part, I always had a group of people that I always worked out with. And I found myself that I always been the lead. Oh, Blaine, what do we have to do next? What do we so I've basically been personal training people, training people without, without the title. So during COVID, I looked into the classes. I looked into NASM to, to get certified. So I think the price was $2,000. And with the COVID discount, I guess it was at 800. I'm like, God just put this in my lap. Let me go to school. Took online classes. You know, they gave you within a year to finish that course. I'm at home in a shutdown with nothing to do. I finished that course within three months. So now I'm right here on Instagram, taking full advantage of Instagram. I'm like, you know what? Let me start putting a lot of content out. Whoever unfollows me, so be it. I'm gonna grab someone's attention. Someone, someone hits me up in, in the DM and they were like, oh, how much do you charge to personal train? So I'm like, oh man, people really want to train with me. I didn't even, I, I didn't know any prices or anything. So I lowballed myself, told them $100. <laughs> they took it like, oh, $100? Yes, of course, let's train. Okay, okay, people are trying to pay for this. So now, I'm, I'm training people in the park and stuff like that, but I look deep into the future. I'm like, okay, I'm in the park right now. When the weather gets colder, I'm from New Jersey, you know, the weather gets cold out here. I'm like, I can't train people in the park in the winter. I'm gonna have to train somebody in someone else's gym. It goes yeah. back to, I don't wanna work for anyone. So it's the same thing. I'm gonna be a personal trainer, but I'm gonna be contracting in someone else's gym. I don't wanna do that. So. I don't know where I just tell my, my fiance, babe, I think I want to open up a gym. 
And right away, she said, let's do it. Let's do it. She had her own business for the last 11 years. She's a, an event planner. And when I had her behind me, my you know, support behind every man is a strong woman. If guys, if you're listening, <laughs> behind every man that is strong, don't ever take women for granted. Cause we think we're tough. We're nothing without our women. Trust me. You, you know how guys are when they're sick. Go cry to their mothers. Women, they handle the whole house, right? So they, you, I have my strong woman behind me, my support system. She told me, let's do it. The very next day, I had accountants in my house. I'm like, hold up. This is moving too fast, man. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, it was too fast. I'm like, well, I was I just threw this out there yesterday. What's going on? So I lost my job in March. Six, what is it? Six months later, March, blah, 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 in September, I opened up the gym. Well, I had the lease for my gym. So, you know, I got the lease for the gym. You know, everything was crazy. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really happened. I started ordering all my equipment. And that's when the struggle came, right? It was the heart of COVID. Ordered all my equipment. Complete shutdown, middle of COVID. I didn't get to open up my gym until January. So from September to January, I'm paying rent in the gym and in my house without the business being up and running because my equipment didn't get here until the end of December. I didn't have my mats, anything. I, I was struggling. Plus went tears, literally. November, my mats came. I started laying the mats down. Still stressing. December, I'm like, oh my God, like, big. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm crying to her now, literally, literally crying, stressing. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I made the right decision. Babe, don't worry. God got us. He's going to provide. He's going to provide. Do not worry. End of December, my equipment started coming, started promoting everything on Instagram. January 1st hit. You already know how that goes. New Year, new me came. Gym got flooded. And it was, it's been a blessing ever since. Ever since. I, I haven't felt any stressful moments like that yet big stressful moments that is i can't you know I, I can't really say anything bad like you know i know i, I i'm still going to be ready for when the dark times come but for now it's been all up man and it's all thanks to thanks thanks to god because without him none of this would have been possible you know all that stress i had it was yeah. necessary it was supposed to happen it, it, it made me stronger so I'm, I'm grateful for everything 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 Yep. And, and ultimately that's all that entire story there is what led to you open up breeding Brown fitness. Now for our listener, tell us a little bit about what you have to offer at your facility. Is it personal training? Is it group fitness? Like what is available for members to take advantage of? Um, yeah, so I do run based off personal training and group training. Um, I wanted to open up for a general gym, but you know, <laughs> I went into the business scared at first in my very first business. So they offered me a big space, but when they told me the rent and stuff like that, I'm like, I, I can't afford this rent right now. Like, I don't even have clients like this yet for this business. So, you know, I shortened myself the very first week I opened. I'm like, wow, I need more space. <laughs> so that, that's where uh, I basically limited myself to run based off personal training and um, group classes. But I wanted to have a general gym. I actually had everything set up computer-wise and everything to, to charge people a monthly membership just so they could come in like a general gym, like, you know, as right. a sports gym and stuff like that. But, you know, I shorted myself, live and I learn. Yeah, everybody starts somewhere. And I think like being a studio fitness owner, you can still help a lot of people and make a lot of money. It's all about how you do it. 
Right. And so with you guys, you know, right now, how many members are you currently serving in the facility? So right now I have about, I'll say 80 to 90 people in there. Um, we're looking to grow this summer. Actually, actually this month, I'm going to open up, um, little boot camps and training for, for the kids ages 10 and up, you know, it's summertime. I know a lot of kids nowadays, they don't like playing outside. They're all stuck on their tablets and stuff like that. So it's going to get the parents an opportunity to get the kids out the house for about an hour or two and stuff like that. Keep the kids active because a lot of kids, you know, they aren't active. There's only a selected few that, oh, they're out there playing baseball and sports and gymnastics. But majority of the kids, like, I feel like it's not like when we were growing up and we were outside playing all day in the streets and all that stuff. But even with my kids, my older kids, I got a 16, a 15 year old. She's about to be 16, 15 year old, then um, a 12 year old. And it's kind of like pulling teeth for them to, oh, let's go outside and play. Let's go to the beach. Let's go do this. They, they're, you know, they're introverts. <laughs> a lot of kids are, these new kids are introverts now. They, they don't like going outside. So I, I want to do this for them just to get them active because, yeah. You know, I don't want them to feel like their bodies are old by the time they're 25, you know? Yeah. So you want to kind of have, you know, this kids program, start this up, have this be, you know, something on the side in addition to what you're already doing. In terms of clients, you currently have 80, you know, regular members that are coming in and training with you, whether that be personal training or group training. Is that, Blaine, a place that you feel comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas and get more general population adult members in the doors of the facility? Always looking to hit the gas. Always, always, always. Um, right now, I don't want to say I'm, I'm comfortable because I never want to feel comfortable. I always want to keep that drive going. So, But I'm at a good, good place right now. I can say that. I'm at a good place right now, but there's always room for growth. It's, you know, always room for growth. I, actually, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention I got Zumba classes too. I don't run a Zumba class. I actually have um, a Zumba instructor, so she, she runs it on Saturdays for me. But... Um, you know, we're, we're trying to grow in that aspect. Um, even with personal trainers, if they want to come and rent out the space, I did have some personal trainers. I got one personal trainer that rents out the, the studio for a couple hours a week. But, you know, in that aspect, that I can always, always welcome people with open arms just to at least get the business growing like that. Because obviously, if they're bringing in people for their personal training, they can see, oh, Blaine also does group training. Let me see if my friends want to join a group class or, oh, they do Zumba. Let's see if we want to do Zumba together on a Saturday for extra, extra workouts and stuff like that. You know, always room to grow, though. I never want to limit myself and really get comfortable. Yeah. Do you have like a goal, like in terms of how many members you'd like to have in this facility before the reality of a second or a bigger facility um, is able to happen? I mean, of course, I mean, I can't give you a, I'll give you a roundup number because the space that I have and the hours that I'm actually able to allow myself to work before my body starts shutting down, I can say that I can have about maybe 150 to 200 people in, in there, depending on groups. And if I want to open up more classes, I'm, I'm actually able to open up more classes, but with the hours, that I'm able to open it up and it's a little tough because they're <laughs> during the day where there's working hours and those people are gonna be working at their jobs at that time. But that's where my biggest bulk of personal training comes in. But if I'm able to, let's say, have a group class at 
11 a.m. and stuff like that, of course, I'll do, by all means, I'll open up a million classes if I'm able to throughout the middle of the day. But those are the, the tough hours because everyone's at work at that time. So it's mostly a lot of personal training at that time. You know, my, my group classes are basically early in the morning and in the evenings and stuff like that. But there is a lot of room for growth with personal, I mean, with, with group classes and, you know, personal training. Group classes the most, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So in in we when we look at that growth process in terms of like how how can we get more members? What are you guys actively doing right now to find new members for the gym? Um right now is just promoting, you know, through Instagram. I walk around town handing out my cards. A lot of word of mouth, especially with our clients. Um, you know, they promote me through Instagram. Um, but it's mostly word of mouth. Um, and I go around the town, you know, I, I'm involved with the in the city, like every time they have um, events in the city, like I'm literally next door to the municipal building. So the mayor is right there and everything. So, you know, every time something's going down, oh, Blaine, we're gonna have um, an event at such and such park. Um, come down here, set up a table. You know, I'm always trying to get myself involved in that, especially with the schools, because right now the schools, they're not running their phys ed programs because of COVID. So a lot of phys ed programs are shut down. So with the athletes, they're not able to hit the weight room or, you know, just have gym and stuff like that. So I want to, I, I try to get involved with some of the teachers. I actually know some teachers and I tell them like, look, talk to the coaches and let them know, like I have a facility here. Even if you guys want to have phys ed here, if, the, if your school allows, you can come over here for your 40 minutes and, or an hour and I don't mind having you guys here for a half hour at a time and keep it in a rotation. But, you know, I just want to keep these kids active at, at least. But, you know, that that's basically how I, I, I try to get myself involved with everything, try to keep my name out there. Where the yeah, stuff like I that. think to a certain extent that's good, right? Um, because you're, you're like having relationships with people in your community, but also like you're spreading yourself thin. You're a dad you are in the facility coaching, you're running the business. So it's like, you really don't have a lot of time to like go out in the community and do all of these things. And we, we love word of mouth in the industry because it's free. The only thing that we have to do is just have relationships with people and be nice to our clients. And we're going to have good word of mouth, but like, it's not enough for us to actively grow because we can't, we can't like I guess, guess how many members we're going to grow each month through just word of mouth because we can't control it. Mm -hmm. We can hope that we are going to get 10 new clients through word of mouth and we might some months and then the next month we don't get any just because there's kind of ebbs and flows in the way that people talk. And so, you know, when we look at a way to measurably grow our business in the industry, a lot of people are doing, you know, paid advertising on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, is that something that you guys have done or do you guys just have an organic presence with a decent following in your community? I mean, I did do the paid advertising on Instagram before, um, but as far as like the Google stuff, I, I didn't do no paid advertising in there yet. Should look into that actually. <laughs> but um, that, that's basically all the, the, when it comes down to the paid advertising, I really just did the, the Instagram stuff because I have a, a the bigger following there. You know, on my personal page, I have a, a bigger following you know a lot of times with, with with gym pages you can have a million people following your personal page 60 people following the gym page because a lot of people they're not into working out right. which i want them to be because we're at a day and age that we don't have to be 80 years old to face health problems anymore 
There's people dying and going through health issues in their 30s now. But you know, that I, I really want to get these these people in our age group and my age group to get involved. So, you know, I want them to let's let's follow breeding ground. Let's see what, what this is about, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel my joints are hurting and all that stuff. So, you know, as far as that, I need I need these people, man. I actually had rest in peace, my cousin. He actually passed away two months ago, 41 years old because of health complications, man. And I've been telling him for years, let's, let's get, let's get this going. Even my brother, let's get this going, man. Like, you know, we're not at this age that we can, we can, we are allowed to eat all this fried food in the middle of the night. We're, 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 we're old already. We're young, but we're old. Let's take care of ourselves. But you know, you can only lead a horse to the water. Can't make them drink it. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think like, you know, right now, it sounds like you're really motivated by helping people and having people like see that change in their health. Right. Um, and so a lot of times people don't necessarily know that they need um, they need a gym until they stumble across it. Right. A lot of people are super intimidated by the idea of gyms. And so they never would have thought to Google, you know, gym near me, but if they see it in their social media, they have an ad pop up once pop up twice. And then that third time that it pops up, they're like, all right, damn, like, let me just request some information. And then they come in and we literally change our lives. We feel like superheroes, but they feel a whole lot more comfortable in their own skin. And that's why I love digital ads. When you ran your, your Facebook or your Instagram ad, did you see a return on investment? Like, was it worth it to you or did you not really get any new clients from it? So I got a, some new clients, not as much as I was hoping for, excuse me, not as much as I was hoping for, but it did bring in a couple of new clients, but uh, you know, you got to just get people engaged. A lot of people there, like you said, they got to see that advertisement three, four times before they, they get that, that ball rolling. Right. So that's why I always try to, keep putting videos of um, my group classes and the before and after shots and not even only before and after shots, just like a lot of people's testimonies. Like, you know, I, obviously I went into this business as a source of income, you know, like anybody, but that suddenly changed for me when I had somebody with diabetes come in on a scale at 12 on the, and within that first year, they dropped down to a five on the scale. So they're ba basically, we, I don't want to say I, cause it was 50, 50. I, I lead the way and he, you know, they put in the work. So he basically reversed the diabetes. So I was like, wow. Like when, when I saw that, when I, he told me that I got chills, like I got chills right now. I swear I got chills right now because I'm like, well, I just saved this kid's life. He was literally on the verge. The doctor told him like, look, man, you got to start working out. This is the medicine that I can offer you. Like you're on the verge of, getting amputated or losing your vision or something like that. And he was brave enough to say, look, I don't want no, I don't want medication. I'm not taking that medication. So, so this moment and moments like this, it's, it feels so good to be in this industry when we can help people, you know, have those, those moments. So for you right now within the business, what do you feel like you need to do to make the possibility of having more, you know, life-changing moments like that with people like what do you feel like you have to do now to make that to to help more people make that change i just got to keep 
drilling, drilling health into their head and letting them know how important it is. You know, like, like I was telling you, we're at the young, we're at the age that we got to take health serious, especially with COVID. It messed up a lot of people. If you had COVID or not, just being home, a lot of people, they lost their way. Depression kicked in, anxiety kicked in, you know, it's just this, this right here. I, you know, I let them know that it's more than just working out. You know, I suffer from crazy depression. Like I suffered from depression bad and this helped me out like crazy. So it's not just me telling you, oh, it's going to help you with depression. It's going to help you with anxiety. It's going to help you. Like I lived through it and I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, um, when we look at, you know, the business, excuse me, yeah. I'm sorry. So I, I lost you there for a second. I couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah, I know it, the, the message popped up that said that I got muted. So I'm muted. But, um, basically I was saying that, um, I have to let people know, like, you know, it, 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 it is a mental thing, you know, the anxiety and all that stuff, this can definitely help. Even if you're stressing and dealing with some type of work stress or stress at home with your siblings or your spouses and stuff like that that's really affecting your life and they're weighing in on you come take everything out on on these workouts it's not just about looking good and and all that like you know it's feeling good about yourself like you know you're, you're literally going to feel good about yourself you're going to like you're going to walk out this gym and just be like okay let's let's go give me some errands let's go attack life i feel good about let me let me go do something you know Absolutely, absolutely. It, it was like that for me. So I can't promise it's gonna be like that for you, but it's a high, high, high possibility that's gonna change your life. I, I can guarantee that for sure. Definitely gonna change your life for the better. Yeah, definitely. I think like for me, what it sounds like right now, the biggest thing for you is like you need to get more you need to get more new faces in the door so you can help more people make this change. Right now you have 80 people, and I'm sure all of those 80 people feel the effects of you, you know, training them and helping them change their mindset. So it's just a matter of, you know, what can we do to bring more people in to help grow your business and in turn change more lives. Um, so final question that I have for you here is, you know, if I were to hand you a magic wand, Blaine, and I was like, all right, all your dreams for Breeding Ground Fitness have come true. You've reached all your goals. Talk to us about what that picture would look like. Um, does it have to be gym wise or just in general? Give it, give, give me, all, give me it all. <laughs> uh, if I had a magic wand. It's just for, you know what? I want every, my, my family, man. I, I, not only my family, for everyone's family, obviously, but you know, I want everyone dealing with stuff in, in my family so they know who they are, to just be mentally clear and, and happy. I want them to find happiness, whether it's, and you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be money. Money does not bring, bring, bring happiness. You know, I, I want them to be, happy you know if you're not into the faith i don't force faith on anybody but you know it helped me out with my depression and stuff like that but you know just know that god is there for you right god is there for you i want everybody just just to be happy with themselves right because there's a lot of stuff going on in this world right now you guys see the news you know it's a lot of negativity and stuff like that just um everyone just hold your heads up right they don't don't let the depression if you're going through a depression don't let that beat you down there's always light at the end of the tunnel, right? I got to the point that 
I didn't want to be here anymore. Like, even though I know I had kids, everybody kept telling me, Blaine, you got kids. And got to the point that that didn't even matter to me. But thank God that, you know, I started going to church and I, I really stuck with the gym and it helped me out. So I just want everybody, if you're going through something, my magic wand, wow, complete happiness for you, for you and yours and my family, for everyone. That's all I want. That's, that's really inspiring. And I appreciate you for being open and sharing that with us. In terms of breeding ground, what does the future look like for, for the business? Future looks like for the business, I see big things happening. Like I always look, look 10 years from now, five years from now, I see a franchise. Like it is, I don't have a doubt in my mind. I see the franchise. I, I, I actually know how it looks. I see the outside. I know how everything is going to go down. Like I have no doubt in my mind that I'm not going to have a franchise. I'm going to have that franchise. That's, that's the goal. That's the biggest goal right there for me. It's going to happen. Awesome. It's going to happen. Great. Everybody's okay. going to know who Breeding Ground Fitness is. They're going to know the gorilla with the beard. They're going to know who that is. I, I can't wait to see that happen for you. Um, what's the social media page? Like, what's your Instagram for the business? Where can we go to find you? So you can locate me on Instagram at Breeding Ground Fitness. Um, I don't have a Facebook yet. I'm working on a Facebook. Actually, the person that's actually doing my, my website is working on my Facebook. I don't want to say I'm doing it, but um everyone is telling me to start doing tiktoks <laughs> i don't want to i'm at the age that i'm like another social media i don't want yeah oh hold on we lost we lost you again can't hear you um what was you sorry blaine we still can't hear you on instagram yep yeah, Instagram is a great platform these days for growing your business. You don't have to be on TikTok. Some people are on TikTok, but I wouldn't say that it's necessary for the growth of your business. So I appreciate you being here today, Blaine, sharing your insight. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners, fitness pros who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Sunrise Studio in Prescott, Arizona. Tracy, how are you doing today? Doing good. Awesome. Thanks.
Awesome. I'm excited to have you on. This is a pretty unique model, probably first of its kind that we've had on the show. So give us the overview and what Sunrise is all about. Uh, we're pretty unique. Um, we don't quite fit a dance studio model or a gym model. It's a mixture. It's a place where we've got yoga, Zumba, Pilates, some salsa dance classes, um, just movement in general. We have a um, unique model with each instructor running their own class, and then they sublease from me, the gym owner. So it works out pretty good for the instructors. Um, as long as they're doing their marketing and doing a good job, they usually get pretty full classes and it uh, works out really well that way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this is, I want to dig into a little bit more of the model as we go through. Um, but yeah, you don't fit in a traditional box, so to speak. And, and I think it's, it's really always going to be encouraging, I think, for our listeners to hear that you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You can, you can do what you see. And if you have the passion and the work ethic, you can make it work. So what was the vision and backstory behind it? I know you've been an instructor, instructor in fitness for a while. What, you know, what was the impetus for you to say, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. I can serve the community. This is what I'm going to build. Um, well, I uh, was an instructor at a big gym here, the YMCA, and did that for years. And then I started teaching a class for um, at a it's a golf course community and they had a gym there and they let me just kind of do what I wanted to do, charge what I wanted to charge and then give them 20%. And it worked out really nice. I liked that model. So I kept that class going, even though that they shut down and I moved the class to where I was leasing from a dance studio and would just use their space for my class three times a week. Well, then when the pandemic hit the, owner of the dance studio decided to let go of it. And that's when I took over the lease and invited other friends that I knew, yoga teachers, and um, to fill up our you know, hours and sublease from me. So that's how that all kind of came together. And so it's new, it's first of its kind in, that, in, in our area. And we're still working on trying to make it all work together and space in the classes just right and timing them and trying different things yeah okay so some of it was vision and planning and some of it was an opportunity that looked like hey this this is where i am i know you know this is in front of me i can either go and start this brand new or find another spot or right i can just make it work here so Exactly. If timing wasn't perfect, there was some degree of serendipity there that you were like, all right, we're let's, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So what were the biggest things that changed when you, you flipped from being basically, a, you know, tenant instructor to, to owner with this vision of the business? Were there immediate, you know, skills that you felt like you had to acquire or things that you had to put in place to make it work the way that you wanted? Like what, what did that initial crossover period look like? Well, I've always served in a capacity of like office manager role. So I felt like I could take this on in a way of, you know, being able to communicate well with the different instructors and set up schedules and things like that. Uh, setting up the website was a big thing. Um, and just, you know, 
starting a business in general, all the paperwork and the insurance and things like that. So a little bit of a learning curve for me, but nothing that wasn't, you know, it was all pretty easy when it, you know, was said and done. I was a little intimidated at first, but I'm glad it didn't, I didn't let it scare me off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're glad because you wouldn't be here talking to us. So you felt like you had most of the skill set, most of the experience, and it was just applying it to this specific scenario. So that helped the transition go through. Was there was there anything that was any sort of big surprise or you know expectations versus reality that maybe didn't go exactly how you had expected once you took over and started putting things in place? um i think the janitor role was a little bit more than i was expecting um i felt like yeah at some point i would like to be able to hand that off and have a regular service and that's always the ideal but at this point i feel like i can take it on and and um yeah the the tap class is a little bit hard on the floor so that you know adds a little more cleaning of the floors but overall it makes the place nicer and smell nicer and everything too so it's it's a good thing that i have to do that and yeah yeah at least for right now nobody nobody's going to put as much tlc into it as you do right you're you're going to care more than anybody else is at this point right. because you have to it's you know it's, yes it's your yeah. thing so i want to yeah. talk about um some of the 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 things that go into running the model like you do so there's there's a lot of things that interplay here in order to figure out what classes you're going to offer that's going to be dependent on the instructors that that you that you go to or that come to you and in order to have good instructors people that you want for the mix it has to be financially appealing and have some other type of reward and and in a differentiator because they're you know good instructors can go anywhere so what are some of the things that you feel like tie it all together to help you get the people in place so you can have the variety you do well i think that it kind of um it it happens naturally because hmm. if you're a good instructor you're going to get plenty of students you're going to get that financial you know each pay, each student you can, i work in a dental office so i keep saying patient but <laughs> each student is going to be um you know paying you and then what you pay a little bit out of that for your rent so the more students you have the more you take home that's your incentive to market more to get more students to really work on your instructing skills and um coaching skills so it it's not like when you go into a big gym and you just make that flat there's no motivation to do better. You just show up and you get paid $15 an hour, 20, whatever that is. Um, so the motivation is built in to be a good instructor. Um, if it, if the classes don't, if you don't get participants, then usually the instructor's like, oh, I'm paying more rent than I am making. So it doesn't work out for me. So it's a natural process like that. Yeah, so the the business in in a degree, um, obviously it exists to be you know an investment, something that that you have as a business owner. But one of the things that it serves besides clients is as an opportunity for trainers to come and make a making a business inside your business for themselves and really yeah. write their own paycheck, have the freedom to do what they want, but without 
all the responsibility of just going out and starting their own facility. So do you feel like you bridge the gap for those people that are like, yeah. I want to get out of the big box gym or the dance studio, but I'm not quite ready to make the leap on my own? Yeah, yeah. And because I've been through that myself, I think I have a lot of good advice to give them and in the marketing area um, and, you know, and how to maybe offer free classes. The first class is free to get participants to come and try it out. And um, it, it seems like it, it works really well for new instructors who haven't taught before. They can come and kind of observe classes. And I work with the other instructors to let new um, teachers come and observe and learn um, as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned um, that I want to clarify or highlight is you are you still currently working in the dental field along with running <laughs> this business? Yes, I am. I'm I am training someone to replace me there. Yes. Okay. So the, the plan is to to go full time. Well, I'm sure it's already full time, but it, this studio is going to get full attention from you sooner than later. Yeah, and actually on my role, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't consider it full time. I, you know, weekends I'm steam cleaning the floor, maybe I'll go in and mop here and there and I teach three classes of my, you know, of Zumba myself. Um, hours wise, I would say 10 hours a week. Um, yeah, it's kind of it works itself. So there's not too much. Okay, so this is something at this point where it's not, it's not super time consuming for you. Um, as you grow it, um, do you have a ceiling? Is it like, hey, I, I want this to not be more than 10 or more than 20? Is there a limit to how involved you wanna be in it um, in the day-to-day -day versus just being the owner, being the you know rent collector and overseer of it? Um, I actually like that model of that it runs itself because each instructor has their own class to run and they, you know, sweep the floor after their class. And that's kind of the, you know, where you don't need to be there all the time. Of course, there's always a little something here or there. Um, I do have the thermostat where it's a, one of those smart ones where I've got it programmed. And so that takes a lot off to making sure that the air conditioner is not running all night. Yeah. So there's yeah, little things. Not that bill could get pretty wild out in Arizona, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as far as, as growth goes, um, you know, on a monthly basis, you've got, you know, somewhere, you know, north of, of 100 different people that are, that are coming in and out of the studio from various classes. Um, how much of that has been, you know, any sort of marketing efforts that you've done for the umbrella versus you know trainers going out and getting themselves or or even cross promote promoting throughout the studio yeah i mean part of i have the website facebook page and we're always given you know information about schedules and new classes and if they're special event classes workshops stuff like that so that is part of if you're an instructor you get that with your rent you know you get that publicity but they're also each instructor has their own Facebook page and their own website and links from my my website and so it's all a joint effort in trying to attract more students yeah right okay so a lot of that you know website social media you know putting things out there maintaining that 
is going to attract, you know, the inbound client, the people who Google search or social media find you. Um, and as you said, you know, that kind of comes with the rent that they're paying you. Are you doing now or do you have any plans in the future for generating any outbound type marketing, you know, uh, paying for advertisements for the business on a whole, going out, doing events, things like that? Or is that going to be more passive for you as an owner? Yeah, that'd be more passive for me. Um, we're, yeah, not a very big town here. So it's not hard to get the word out for people who are interested, which is, makes it a little easier. Um, if it was a big city, I think it would be may, maybe worth putting out some paid advertisement. But mm -hmm. yeah, and I want to talk actually a little bit more about the town and how that factors in because I know sure. that, you know, people always listen to this. Well, could I do this where I am or? you know, what it were in different areas. So you've tapped into uh, the demographic, you're a highly, you know, high percentage retirement community, or, you know, uh, I think you said the median age is in the mid, mid to upper 50s where you are. So you've positioned yourself as not just activity, but socialization to tap into that market. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got the class that I started probably 10 years ago, I've got a good, you know, seven or eight ladies that have, that met in my class and they go out to lunch and dinner and shopping together now. And, you know, you've, they've found a social group that has, you know, common interest in being physically fit and, you know, doing activities like Zumba and yoga. Um, so that's that common denominator that they have that in their life. And they're seeing each other two to three times a week, catching up and, you know, and talking about how their hummingbirds are doing and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay. It, so you're leaning more into that social, you know, later on in life, active mm -hmm. demographic than the, like, we're going to build some muscles or we're going to, you know, do the, the body fat shred. Like though, those are not the things that you're trying to attract with this. Right. It's really tapping into that, like, I, I may be retired or I may, you know, slow down in some areas, but these are ways I can stay active, keep relationships yeah. going and, and get something more than just let's come get sweaty, you know, where I could do that anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. And the group, uh, it, there's a, a sense of accountability that comes with having a group like, oh, I don't feel like going, but oh, I better go because everybody's going to ask me why I didn't go and worry about me. And so they, they come anyway, <laughs> then they are glad that they did. Um, that's always the case with, you know, once they get out there and do it, then they're glad they did. And so that keeps them coming back. Um, I think when you do it, not everyone, but for some people doing just an individual yeah, I'm, I'm going jogging. I'm going to do Zumba on, online or things like that. It's it's easy to not do it, to back out last second, last, you know, or change your mind or, oh, I think I'll watch this instead. So th there's that extra motivation of having a group of um, friends, basically, that you're exercising with. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I want to dive in a little bit with the type of classes you're offering in the ideas behind that. This is, it's an open studio space. Um, it sounds like basically everything that gets done is little to no equipment in place. So, you know, you've got yoga, you have different type of dance, you've got Zumba. Uh, there are those things going on. So 
Do you have any goals, you know, long-term for adding any different types of activities above and beyond what you have, adding equipment, or is this, is this basically what it's going to look like for as long as you're in charge with just maybe more classes? Yeah, I think this is the, the goal is to just kind of keep it as is, but adding more classes would be great. Uh, maybe some different types of classes to booty or um, if there was something with like there's some light weights, you know, just your two to five pound weights. Um, doing some kind of a pumping iron class where if you've got music going with it, that would be okay. I've got enough space where we could store a handful of those. Um, and yeah, so I'm hoping we actually this first year did a lot of got a new floor. So that was a big deal. <laughs> that was really big. So getting the new floor in and then there they happen to be redoing a big I, I'm guessing it has to do with sewer or water pipes along uh, the road in front of the business. It's a really nice road, but they just started tearing it up a couple months ago. And my hope is that once that settles down, I'm going to really push to try and um, get more instructors interested in uh, teaching and help fill up some of those empty spots in the schedule. And yeah, that's the plan. All right, so there, there's a lot going on and, and you know our audience you know bear in mind like this this can all happen it's been a year um you know just celebrated your one year anniversary anniversary have all this built up so still room to grow but you've got a lot of things moving and shaking over there so is it the you know um the only other part about the future that i'm always curious about is you know eventually this thing it sounds like it's going to fill up you're going to find capacity so do you think that you would ever go to a second location or a bigger location or or is this you know the the only the only incarnation of this that you think you want to have well luckily i came into the studio that that does have two classrooms and we are just using and leasing the one classroom um so the the other space while um we had the floor redone we were able to use the smaller studio so that is something that i'd love to move to something where we could have all the yoga classes maybe in the smaller studio and not have to worry about keeping the tap shoes off that floor and they could go in the other and keep them separated but yeah that's my plan is to be able to grow into use both of those studios and then from there who knows <laughs> sky's the limit okay so one more you know big question and this is kind of a switch from tactical to, to philosophical you've you've been doing this you've been an instructor for a long time you've been yeah. running this operation for a year now and i never like to ask anybody if they would change anything because we know you you can't change one thing without changing it all but if there was something you could go back and tell yourself kind of in the process or before you did it you know tap yourself on the shoulder and say hey you should know this is there anything that stands out that that you'd like to be able to tell your younger self about this whether it's a month a week a year ago about you know the the whole process oh well i mean it, right now just because i'm in the midst of the floor thing we went through so many different things trying to figure out what this micro fine dust from was from um it was actually the motivation to get the new floor because we thought we, it had something to do with that and so we got all that and it's still there and then i learned more about tap shoes so that would have been something I would have maybe considered before going into it. 
Um, but that's on the, you know, the kind of a lighter side. Um, philosophically, um, I think I might have kind of maybe gone into it with a partner so that it doesn't all fall on my shoulders. I am the type that I have a hard time saying, no, I just do it and I don't ask for help. And it would have been nice to have someone there to force me to give them part of the responsibilities. So that would have been nice. It's nice to not have to ask anybody's permission, but it also yes. means that the buck stops with you on right. everything. Yeah. There is never a, oh, go ask. There's nobody to ask. It's, it's yes. just you. Yeah, yes, yeah. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing the experience, talking about what it's been like. I, I think it's always interesting. We have a different model, a different combination. Uh, I hope somebody out there, you know, is listening and, and gets some inspiration from this. Last thing, easy one before I let you go. If people are listening and they want to find out more about the model, they want to see more website, social media, where can people find you? Look up more about you and about Sunrise. Um, Sunrise Studio Prescott is the website, um, sunrisestudioprescott.com. Uh, it's also on Facebook, Sunrise Studio Prescott. And I'm saying Prescott, that's how it's spelt. <laughs> we know Scott. it's Prescott. But yes, if now, you live here, you better say Prescott. <laughs> that's it. They'd spot me as an out of time, out of towner right away. That and I don't yeah. have good enough tan. So, all right. Well, <laughs> well I, that's okay. Ahead. We're in the mountains. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you being here with us, taking some time out of your day. I wish you continued success, and and I thank you for being on with us today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you, it. You're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as I said. We hope that you found some value and inspiration in this episode. Don't be afraid to go out on a limb. Do something that's a little bit different. Do something that, that speaks to you. Um, if you're out there and you're listening and, and you're a trainer and you think you have to go from the big box gym or the studio to owning your own thing, there's tons of great people out there like Tracy right now running this model where you can come and take a low-risk approach. And, you know, maybe you give up a percentage, but you're covered. There's there's a lot of upside to it. So go seek out that model if you're not quite ready to pull the trigger. If you want to hear more episodes like this, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.